What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Brown Guy Podcast Network. The music you're hearing right now is by the homie Ruiji-kun. Uh, this is episode 18. We have a special guest, the legend himself, Mickey De La Rea, a.k.a. Super Mickey. Mickey owns one of my favorite brands in Manila, the 12th house. Uh, Mickey does literally everything. We'll talk about all of that a little bit later, but first I wanted to just say thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the feedback that I've gotten on the podcast. We've been doing this now for four months. Um, You know, it's been a good run so far. I'm super happy with the way it's going. Uh, So yeah, just thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share. Keep telling your friends about it. You know, it's it's only going to get better and better. And if you do want to, if you're listening in the States, if you're in the U.S. and you're listening to this, you can make you can make donations on Anchor, anchor.fm slash barangay. Uh, yeah, it'll just help me make the podcast better and better. I did want to apologize, though, because I've been having some technical difficulties, had some laptop problems, some phone problems. So I've been off the grid for a little bit with the podcast and, you know, with everything on social media, I've kind of disappeared for a bit. But it's all good. We're back. We're back. I'm happy to be back. Uh, Aside from that, we also have on January 24, 25, we have the next Barangay Boys event. It's going to be called From Manila with Love. We've been teasing it a little bit on the previous episodes, but it's finally here. I think this is going to be a really good one. I'm super happy with the way that it's going. It's going to be a great time. I hope you guys can come if you're in Manila. Please reach out. We'll get you all the details. I mean, you're going to see the flyers and the posters everywhere anyway. But yeah, just be sure to keep in touch on that. And if you are in town, feel free to come by. It's going to be a free event. It's going to be here in Public Show in Makati. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, so yeah, it is the end of the year. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. So here's our guest, Mickey. So, Mickey, tell us, tell us a little about you. A little or a lot? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Tell us a lot. So, yeah, I'm Mickey. I do... Basically, I run a clothing brand called 12th House. It's been running for, what, eight, nine years now. We started 2011. We opened our first store 2014. And then tried opening another store called Ponderosa Hall around 2017. But, yeah, we closed that after a year. Yeah, so the 12th House flagship store has been running for five years there. And then on the side, I do... I DJ. What else do I do? I don't know, man. You do a lot. That's, that's what I want to ask. Like, I didn't really know. Yeah, what to I say. also run a, a printing company. Mm-hmm. We print T-shirts. It's called Freedom Print Lab. I run it with two of my homies, uh, Zay and Finn, from Nobody Clothing. So oh, really? We, yeah, everything now is made in-house. So printing T-shirts, uh, printing on fabric, we do it in-house now. And then I just recently acquired a, a tailing shop, a manufacturing shop. So I'm going to be running that soon. I'm partnering up with Archie, one of my oldest friends. Uh, what else do I do? Yeah, that's probably it. It's probably more, but oh, I also, I also work for Commonwealth. For yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> of course. Shout out Omar and Mike. Yeah. What do you do at Commonwealth? I do creative direction and I run the e-commerce site. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, man. You do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you do a lot. You do a Me lot. Like, what, what's what's your day to day life like? Like, what are you what are you focusing on the most? Like, in a, in a work week. Oh yeah, so basically, I spend the whole day at work. Uh, Commonwealth is at my Commonwealth. day job. Okay, okay. Yeah, a- after that, I go to I run to Kubao, check on the shop, that twelfth house. Yeah. And then maybe up until ten p.m. or eleven p.m. After that, if I need to be at the printing lab, I head there. Like, got a meeting, or if we have the rest yeah. of the stuff. Yeah, I head there maybe twice or thrice a week. And then again, if I got a gig, usually I take gigs now like Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Because I can do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It <laughs> takes a toll on your body. Yeah. You get like, you don't want to wake up and then go to work feeling trash. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you do a lot. What, what was your... So let's kind of focus on 12th House, on the brand. Like what, was your, what was your path towards starting that? Like, How did you get into that? What, is, what made you want to start your own brand? Okay, initially back in high school, there was this brand called Team Manila. They were just starting that. And as a, when I was in high school, I was trying to impress this girl like with my design skills. So I fire. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> we all do it for the chicks back then. But hey, it turned out fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah, so back then I was honing my skills on Photoshop design. So so they were one of my first inspirations. So and I also at the same time I was also doing web design and coding. So it went hand in hand, design and yeah, yeah. web development. Yeah. And then yeah, college went by, got my skills, uh, upgraded my skills, I would say. And then after, right after high school, I got hired by Team Manila. Oh, really? So, right, yeah. Imagine getting your dream job. Right yeah. after high, like, you, you've been dreaming for it for six years. And then right out of the gate from college, before I even graduated, I was already working for them. Damn. So imagine working out for Out of high school or out of college? No, out of college. Out of college. So maybe second year high school up until fourth year college, so that's six years. Yeah. So they hired me right off the bat before I even graduated. I think I had one more term left for my thesis, so I didn't really need it to go to school. Huh. So while I was working for them, imagine getting your dream job uh, right off the bat. Yeah, that's... So it's like you already intense. reached the peak. Yeah. So at that what's time, next? I'm like, oh, I got this already. Like, what's next? Yeah. And then... I entered the, I entered the job, and then I wasn't ready for it. I got the dream job, but I wasn't ready for it. What were you doing there? I was a designer, like a junior graphic designer. Okay, okay. But then the workload was like, it's too much. Like for a fresh grad, I didn't even take a break. Yeah. So I didn't get to prepare myself into entering into the yeah. that kind of agency world. Got to design. Yeah. Things for clients, deadlines. And, deadlines. Yeah. You got to design for the t-shirts. Oh, so you're designing the shirts? The yeah, clothes. I was handling the baby line, which was called Tiny Manila Den. <laughs> and also partly Daily Grind. Okay. Yeah, so... But yeah, after six months, I had to like... Oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. Ah, Damn, so, I didn't know you worked there. So after that, I worked there for six... Yeah, probably six months. Oh, okay. Half a year. And then after that, uh, I met these guys from Kubao. I had an exhibit, like an art exhibit. I was part of an art exhibit, like a, it's like 60 artists, 60 male artists. The, the, art, the exhibit was called The Exhibit. Like The Exhibit. See, <laughs> 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 and it was in Pablo Cubao X. Okay, yeah, yeah. So upon preparing, upon the ingress, on the ingress of the show, so we brought in the artworks, and then I was walking out of the gate, and then on the right side, I saw this THE clothing store. They just opened a week ago. So went inside, bought some stuff, got to know the owners, Augie and Dino. And then from then, we got to know about the brand, what they're all about. So again, this is also clothing, like independent clothing artists. Yeah. So after that, I became homies with them, worked at the shop. I was one of the first uh, interns at the shop. So imagine- What year is this? This was 2010. Okay. So after working with them, Rodak Art Center in Ortigas open. Yeah. So I went there and then met met uh, Jose of Secret Service. He gave me a job again. Worked there for maybe two, three years. Met George. George from mm-hmm. Commonwealth also, mm-hmm. DC. And then, yeah, also the unschooled guys were there. The progress guys were there. Oh, but I already met them a few years ago. So, yeah. So there I, so from there, met George, right? And for some reason, there was one drunken night. So me, George, Dino, THG Clothing, and Oliver Adobarat. Yeah. We were like in one room. We were we went to uh, this restaurant after being wasted the, the last night. <laughs> and I think we spent the night at Dino's house. So we decided like, yo, we're all cool. Let's just move in together. <laughs> and then a month later... Boom, we all we were all roomies. Dev. Yeah, so from there 
gave birth to like maybe six months later after being roommates me and george we're both Pisces, so we kind of, you know the vibe, like... You know the fucking vibes? Yeah, yeah, We were basically the same person. Yeah. And we were like, yo, Mix. He said, like, yo, Mix. I want to do something. And I'm like, deep inside. Because for me, everywhere I go, besides these shops, like THE on School of Progress, mm -hmm. besides them, every time I go to the mall, I don't find anything that I like. Yeah. So I was actually buying fabric and then having it tailor-made for me. Because I can't find the right size for me at the stores, and I can't find the right style for me at the stores. So I'm like, why don't I just make my own? So, and when I started doing that, people like noticing, like, hey, uh, where'd you get your stuff? Like, because I was like using, uh, wearing a lot of floral stuff before. Back then, floral was a thing. Yeah, floral then was thought of like a '70s thing. Like, yeah. your what your Lola or yeah, like your Tito, like from the '70s, '80s. Yeah. And I was like rocking that. And they're like, oh shit, it's like kind of fresh because it's from the past and then you bring yeah, it back, kind of retro it. Yeah. And then, yeah, from there, George and I like combined like, yo, let's do this. And we had another guy, Martin. So we made 12th house out of that. It was 2011, August 26 or something. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. It's kind of a ride, yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. So realistically, it all kind of started, like for you, it, a lot of it had to do with the fact that you just wanted to make your own clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just really wanted to make your own shit. Yep. So 12th House has been around now since 2011, right? Yep, December. December 11th. Oh, that's my sister's birthday. So what has it been like, like, further developing the brand over the years? Like, how do you, how do you remain relevant? Like, how do you, you know? Oh, I think it's just putting out something. Because uh, some brands, when they tend to, uh, how do you say this? If they, once they tend to relax, they lose the passion for it. Yeah. And it becomes, it becomes the beginning of the end of the brand. So say this brand X would be really active for five straight years, like boom, 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 boom. And then suddenly they're gone. Mm -hmm. Maybe the priorities change. Maybe the passion is gone. Or maybe... Uh, they were just tired of it. Yeah. For me, having a shop means a lot because mm -hmm. it keeps you, it keeps your, it keeps your toes uh, up. Like, yeah, because you have something physical. Yeah, that you something have to physical. You gotta pay rent. You gotta pay your, yeah. your staff. Yeah. You can't just close and then your shop, your staff's not gonna eat. You know. Yeah. You always have to. Yeah, that's the thing with having a, a brick and mortar. Than an online shop because mm -hmm. an online shop you can just have it there and you can forget about it and it yeah. can still run, but you're not pressured to do something to do work. Yeah. But with a shop, you gotta pay rent, you gotta pay the utilities, you gotta pay your staff. Yeah. And yeah, that's one of the main pushes. But at the same time, for me as a maker, I just want to make stuff. I just want to create. Yeah. And with the resources I have with the printing shop, if I, even if I stop. Even if I, it's all connected. Like, so if I stop making shirts, even though we have clients for the printing shop. The printing shop falls off. Yeah. You know what I mean? How long have you had the printing shop? It's been he. it's been with us for maybe a year and a half now. Oh, okay. So still yeah, pretty yeah. recent. All right. So then, so before, before the printing shop, I mean, obviously I've only known a 12th house since I moved here the mm -hmm. last two years. Like what was your, what were your products like before? Oh, initially? Before yeah. Me and George decided because everyone was making T-shirts. Yeah, just T-shirts. Not not. We were put in a box. I mean, the the culture was put in a box with just T-shirts, yeah. the graphic design T-shirts. Yeah, with the cool designs by these artists on a white T-shirt. Yeah, on a white yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> Gildan wasn't even available then. So back then, me and George, since like I told you earlier, I had my stuff made for me yeah. through tailors. So it's all cut and sew, like. Button downs, jackets, uh, and all our shirts then were made to order. So oh, really? From, from a roll of fabric, and then we made our own sizing. Okay. Yeah, own fit. So back then, we were all just uh, cut and sew. My golden rule was no silk screen, because everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. So it was all cut and sew then. And then when we had the shop in Cubao around 2014, since all of our clothes were cut and sew, 
the prices were kind of steep. So for a person who's in, because you know, Cubao is not yeah. not the richest area. Yeah, yeah. Like the middle class. Yeah. Middle class. Uh, the foot traffic is middle class. So not everyone would have money to buy a cut and sew piece mm -hmm. out of the blue. They may only have a thousand bucks with them when they're there. So what you can buy with a thousand bucks is maybe a shirt or two. It's not enough to buy a cut and sew piece. So we had to right. adjust and introduce a new line of t-shirts, but at the same time have our own style. I am a minimalist. Like, I always wear like plain stuff, Me not too. too loud. Sometimes it's too loud, but this one piece. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The pants may be too loud. Like I'm wearing a Kente pants from Africa from yeah. all tribes. <laughs> and then it could be the hat, you know. Yeah. It's gotta be one piece that's gotta yeah. stand out. If so it's, with if our, gonna be loud, it's only gotta be one piece. Yeah. So with our line, it was just like a, our t-shirt line, it was more of a minimalist style. Like the fonts, it's not too loud. The graphic would be smaller. Fonts would be smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, clean design, not too much graffiti because I didn't write. So yeah, I think that way we stood out from the rest because back then everyone was doing skulls, uh, graffiti-based uh, designs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you still kind of see that. That, that still is a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. It's very prevalent. Like, a lot of the brands that I see coming out now, even the newer ones, are still kind of the same stuff. You know, skulls are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Never going to go away. All that type of punk-inspired yeah. stuff. Like, it's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. you know? But again, it comes from the artist. Like, if that's their that's where they gravitate to then that's yeah, fine exactly. i don't have a problem with it it's just yeah. that we're, I'm, that's that's what i'm telling what i'm telling you is that that's not us that's not me yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly so how have you managed to kind of like build a community with your brand you know because i i mean i've been to a lot of brand launches and like collection launches and stuff like that of different brands but like your 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 anniversary party earlier this month oh, yeah. was like, how many people were there? How many people do you think were there? I don't like four or 500, maybe. How do you make that happen? Like, how, how did you, like, at what point in the, in the line, like, did, did it reach that where, where you knew that, like, a couple hundred people were very committed to this mm -hmm. thing? Well, for me, I go out a lot. Yeah, of course. I socialize a lot. And yeah. I make these genuine relationships with people. It's mm -hmm. not like if I meet you, Dom... I'm only going to be your friend because you're going to host me on a podcast. Yeah. Because it's, we, we have the same interests. We gravitate to each other and then yeah. same with other people, you know, mm -hmm. there may be same interests. They're not all the same, but I see me making connections with other people on a genuine level as a friend first, then uh, over other stuff is what makes the brand, uh, makes a community type. When I used to, because I didn't have a staff for three years, so I used to man the shop for three years. Oh, really? So I designed the, sh I designed the, oh. I designed this the shirts. I go to the suppliers, I have them printed, and then pack, pack them myself. Yeah. And then sell it to the consumer. So Damn. some of these people who went there, I knew them because just by looking at the face, I know them by name now because they keep coming back and they know who I am. Yeah. I'm not like a snob, like. Yeah. If I'm upstairs working, then I can just go down and hang out. Yeah. But yeah, so it's more of a more of a personal relationship with each one. Mm -hmm. I may not know one of them, but sometimes you approach me and say, "Hey, I'm a fan," and then you know the relationship gets built there. Because I used to be that guy with the H E for yeah. other brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be that kid. I used to yeah. be the kid, and now I think it's paying it forward to the younger yeah. younger cats that. Hey, it's your turn. So, if there's anything that I can do to help you or to inspire you, it means a lot to me because mm -hmm. I was that kid before. Yeah. And then now, giving it back to the younger guys is it means a lot to me, and I I hope it means a lot to them too. Yeah. So, what are, what are some other brands that you, some other local brands that you feel like have the same kind of, you know, same committed followers the same kind of community well number one is THE THE yeah THE is always going to be there yeah uh, they were my kuyas they were I think everyone else's kuyas and then secondly for the newer uh, more recent generation is uh, Nobody 
I see them as being like THE before because I used to run the THE shop, right? Mm-hmm. And I see them now, and at their shop, you can see people hanging out. You see their community like building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of that here, you know, like. Aside from brands like Supreme and stuff like that, like back home, I don't really know of brands that aren't extremely mainstream, but still have like a cold following to them. There really aren't many, you know, like um, shout out to Steady, the homies, like they, they have it. They do their events in Chinatown and things like that. And they mm-hmm. get a lot of people to pull up. Yeah. Uh, we've been a part of a lot of them, but like that, it doesn't really happen much. I think it's also generational. Yeah. So some of the brands from the States when we started late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands and then their crowd kinda got older. Kinda yeah. kinda had their own priorities, like families, yeah. Or started their own brand, so they couldn't really pull up to other gigs. Yeah. For some here I think it's also the same. Because you could feel that. So the challenge is how do you prolong that uh how do you extend yourself to the younger crowd and have like welcome them? Because sometimes if you don't, it's gonna end. Cause it's gonna cut, cut and end. Yeah. And it's gonna be a problem to relate to that younger crowd if you didn't do it in the first place. So I think us, we're trying to do that. We don't know how to do that, but <laughs> we're trying to do that. But it's happening though. Like it's happening yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Like you know I didn't know you the last. I only knew you what last year. We met December last year. Yeah. So yeah. that's just a, a year. Yeah. And you like you already went to two or three events. Yeah. So it's yeah. How how did I even get to invite you there? Mar. Yeah. So see, yeah. <laughs> saw Mar. Yeah, Mar used to work for us. So yeah, exactly. his friends and his friends like exactly. talk about it, and then when they're when you guys are with us, oh, I hope we welcome you as a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I hadn't heard of Twelfth House until I think the first time I visited Mar. I hung out with Mar at Ponderosa. Which was mm-hmm. I don't know maybe Mara met Pogi Boy at Ponderosa. Yeah, Pogi Boy just went Shut there up. and and just talked like, oh, I'm yeah. a rapper and and, <laughs> and, and now he's, he's DJ. Yeah, right. We used to hang out. We used to go there and hang out. Like mm-hmm. we just go there and drink in the little back room. Right. Oh man, that's it's kind of hot out there. Yeah, there's no AC. It's all good. Man. It was all good. We were just go in and out. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad. I didn't get to hang out at that spot. Like. It's all good. It's pretty out of the way. It's a Skolta. It's far. Well, yeah, we gotta come back. Yeah. So for people, like, for kids listening out here, just go out. Socialize. You yeah. get, you're gonna get, you're gonna meet more people and who knows, it might be a business partner or yeah. a best friend, a DJ, a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, just go I, out, guys. I've talked about that so many times mm-hmm. on the podcast, like, even just for a little bit because, like, it is so important, man. Like, if I didn't put in the effort and energy to network here mm-hmm. in Manila in the time that I've been here, like... Probably hanging out with models. Yeah, exactly. And getting trash and... Uh, <laughs> At Rebel. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, but where that's are, the truth, man. Where are those models, by the way? Good question. Good we weren't at the models night. <laughs> good question. Uh, good okay. point. You're making a good point. Don't worry, it won't be models night anymore. <laughs> I can't deliver on that. <laughs> but yeah, um, like networking is, is and it's kind of easy here. Easy. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. And the gap for age is not, there's a 20 year gap. Mm-hmm. So you may meet a 40 year old person, may meet a 20 year old person and then they just vibe. Yeah. You know, it keeps going. It keeps expanding. How old are the THE guys? THE guys are... They're all in their late thirties. Late thirties. Okay, yeah. okay. Thirty-five and up. Okay. To forty. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Who? Are, what are some? What are some other brands out here that like maybe newer brands that that are really catching your eye these days? Anybody in particular? Oh, the homies from Tenement. Tenement. So they're, yeah, yeah. They're they've established their brand as a sports sports brand, mm-hmm. not sportswear, but sports design. Sports design. Sports inspired. So they have a huge following. Mm-hmm. They're based in Katipunan, uh, Leo Lights. So that's a huge uh, sports uh, sports crowd, like Ateneo, yeah, UP. Right, right, right. So do they really capitalize on 
It seems like they do. They capitalize on, on kind of the college age, mm. college age stuff, mm. like the actual students yep, there yep. in the area. Do you feel like do you feel like you tap into those those kids as well? I want to. I love sports. Yeah. But it's not the brand's identity. Exactly. I wish I thought of it earlier when it tapped sports. It might not be too late, but right now I don't think about it. So yeah. I'm more of a yeah. We're not sports based. Right. I can't really dive into that. So how how do you how do you describe the like if you're meeting somebody new, never heard of your brand before? How do you describe your brand? Like what what do you tell them? Huh. So it's a it's an independent clothing brand. It's not technically a streetwear brand, but it's more of an extension of myself. The designs, all the designs I, all of the designs I made, I would wear. Right. It's not like I would make something just to please a certain crowd. Yeah. Like if it's music based, see, I put in a reggae inspired a shirt, reggae or rasa inspired shirt. It's because I love reggae music. Those of uh, like a hip hop lyric, because that's because I love hip hop. Yeah. Because uh, kimonos, I wear kimonos. So it's more of an extension of myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the, the first time that I really got to see more more of your stuff was when I was working at Case Study. And yeah, yeah, seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seeing a lot of the stuff and actually being like up close and personal with it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And your your brand Twelfth House is really different from the other brands that I've come across here. Because like you said, the market was put into a box for graphic t-shirts. Yeah. And it's still that way. Even if you're talking... It is because in the Philippines, the costs or the labor costs... Super, yeah. Super cheap. And it's more accessible because it's not like... I just came from Europe and now I realize why they need to wear... They need to make jackets. They need to make... Uh, down down coats. Mm-hmm. It's because the weather there is you need those. Mm-hmm. But here you could just rock a shirt for the whole year. Yeah. Or a hoodie. Yeah. The thickest you could do is hoodie. Yeah. So I think it it's also regional. Like you can rock a shirt for you can buy a shirt now and rock it every day for the whole year. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I have more graphic tees right now than I've ever had before right? in my life. I yeah. bet you have like like beanies. No, I don't have a lot of hoodie. I back mean, home, back, back home, home, back yeah, home, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, beanies, like down jackets. I have like, bro, I love my jacket collection. Right. I have like twenty jackets. That right, and you can't like, wear them here. I don't even. I have two jackets here. <laughs> I have two jackets. Exactly. I wear them once a year, and it's fucking depressing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's another thing. Making clothes appropriate for the weather, the climate in the field. That's why the kimono is so yeah perfect. It's not. It's not too heavy, but you yeah. can rock it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not heavy at all. Yeah, it's not heavy. At it's all. it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. So, how how are things so affordable? Why are things so affordable? Is it is it the fabric itself? Is it the is it the labor that goes into making the shirts, or all of it in together? All of it. Just really all, cheap. Yeah. Just the combination of the parts, the sum of the parts yeah. is. That's why it's cheaper here. Are the materials that you use sourced from here? Sourced from here. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But also, but if you compare it to say China, yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, like you gotta order a thousand pieces. Yeah, but for to us, make it cost effective. Yeah, at the printing lab, we don't really have a minimum order. Yeah, minimum amount. So you can make maybe not not one piece, but maybe like five pieces. Yeah. you can do it. Still Just worth it. A little more expensive, but still affordable. Mm-hmm. Compared to say the states, <laughs> made in America, right? <laughs> Fuck that. Made in the USA. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned earlier that uh, you just came back from Europe. Like, yeah, you do a lot of traveling there. Yeah, recently, because I didn't celebrate enough for the past eight years from doing that. Because I had to work, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not like everything's free. Sound like Gary Vee. Yeah, <laughs> I work every second from twenty one to thirty two. <laughs> and at thirty five, I finally did it. <laughs> no, I'm not that old. No, yeah. So recently, because I've been growing up. You know this show Survivor. You're from the states. Mm-hmm. The show Survivor and Amazing Race. Yeah. Growing up, I've seen, I've been watching it since season one. So that was what 2000. How old were you then? Five, four. <laughs> so I watched the season one of Survivor and season one of Amazing Race. Survivor gave me the love for the islands, the beach, huh. and just this 
just the game itself is yeah. you know strategy yeah. like what is this guy thinking what is yeah. what is he gonna do next how should I what should I do to progress and then Amazing Race is about travel yeah travel like in these spots for this these, these amount this amount of time and then move on so for me living that well the past trip I had was in Europe it was I did seven countries in 13 days damn dude yeah dude <laughs> so it felt like that because I've been dreaming of doing that but it's like doing it without the challenges and not getting voted out <laughs> not you can't act- get disqualified yeah I can't get disqualified I might kick you out of the country <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny story I almost because there was a rally in Paris I almost wasn't able to get out of Paris to matter they weren't letting people leave no the flights got cancelled oh damn there was a transport what was the rally for transport train so all the airlines not all but some of the airlines the trains, trains for sure. weren't working like 0% yeah. the buses very scarce taxis were they had a surge so it was like ah uh, terrible damn man and it was raining it was freezing <laughs> so so traveling is, is pretty new for you you weren't really traveling in- I did uh, earlier but I stopped because I had to work yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, how how do you feel traveling is affecting your life right now? Oh, like it's been, been huge. You've been all over the place. Yeah, the past it's year. been huge, man. Uh, again, like every time you travel, you pick up something and you want to yeah. bring it back home. If it's not here, then like say I went to Tel Aviv yeah. in what was that July, and the music scene there was like popping, like. Mm-hmm. Maybe sixty percent of the DJs there can do a, a vinyl set. So imagine Fire. the collection there. I yeah. actually bought a lot of records there. Yeah. So and then I came across this this channel on uh, this uh, bar. It's called Tader. Tader. Uh, so it's like Kubao X and B side combined. So every night they close the whole thing and they throw a party on the street on the what? like B side. Yeah. yeah. But with stores are open, the stores are open, and then. Some of the record stores there, they also have like a like a stage, so to so say. That's dope. So yeah, look look up look that up to there. Their IG is to there.fm. And that inspired me to make something here. It's called Socorro FM. So where I'm gonna record I'm recording uh, DJ sets uh, with a GoPro and then recording the sets. So it's just a, like a boiler room but without the party. Right. I right, just right. wanna communicate how how the DJs here or how the, the producers here I just want to communicate that to the world so I'm building the archive now I'm gonna launch it next year yeah so cause, cause, cause when I look at this channel on YouTube you see like a hundred artists that you don't you, you've never heard of but their their mixes their tracks their how they do stuff how they DJ is like fire yeah so I'm trying to do that here cause I want to introduce, say, J. Rue or Bad Kiss and then Red Eye, PJ, to the world. Yeah. So when someone, someone's looking for an artist that's from the Philippines, you just look at that archive and pick. Could be Emil, be Sam. So it's it's a project that I'm trying to do. It's not profit. So I just want to give back to yeah. the community because music has done so much for me. Yeah. And I want to give it back to give back and I that's the way I thought of and I don't own a bar so yeah you have nowhere to put the mm-hmm. DJs so you might as well do it like that yeah, yeah it's a dope project in general it's a great idea yep. I, I'm all for it I think that's a great idea yeah how you should already start DJing man I'm working you got on a good it. taste I'm working on it <laughs> I'm working on it I'm working on it thank you for saying I have good taste you do I, you I do man I take pride in that thank you thank you yeah um, yeah that's I'm working on it <laughs> I'm working on it. I don't have my own CDJ yet, so you don't need to. Just get a controller. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see one of these days. Anyway, yeah. How long have you been DJing now? When did you start? Like actually, I started games? as a joke uh, on my birthday, <laughs> February of twenty ten or eleven. Ten, ten, February of twenty ten. In the future, today X future. When today X future was still inside Kubao X. Today's feature was inside. It was inside there. Not a block away? No, it was inside. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, it was just like, hey, Austin, it's my birthday on this day. And 
can I throw a party? And he's like, oh, yeah, let's throw a party for you, of course. Me. Yeah. And then you want to DJ too? Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I used GarageBand to DJ. You can do that? You can, but it's not good. That's <laughs> terrible. GarageBand has a, no. has a thing. So what you actually... do is you when the track keeps playing... You just insert the songs. Oh my god! So there's no mixing. There's no element of mixing. You just select just the stuff. Onto the next song. Yeah. No, with like a three yeah. second crossfade. Nah, dude. It's not even. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. That's a funny way to start. Yeah. So you've been doing this for almost ten years now. Almost, yeah. Actually, yeah. Damn. And what what kind of music? What kind of music don't you play? Uh, you know what I don't play. I don't want to say it. <laughs> you might right, get so what do you play? What do you play? Well, I play a lot of hip hop, R and B, uh, dancehall, reggae, world. Uh, yeah, I recently started collecting records two years ago mm-hmm. in my Australia trip. I've been collecting uh, records from all over the world: Quantic, Akumbia, more of that Latin and Afrobeat. Yeah, Budos, Antibalas, more of those. Yeah, I don't buy hip-hop records anymore because I'd rather spend it on the exotic stuff yeah understandable totally understandable so, and when you're playing you do you do play vinyl sets yeah I do, do. Sometimes. sometimes if if it allows it to yeah which is like very situational yeah. I assume yeah what are, what are your favorite places to play out here in, in, in Manila Schwartz Boogie yeah is one of the uh, on the top of my list Sadly, B-Side is not here anymore, but yeah, one of the best nights I had was playing at Irie Sunday in the inside the ice cream truck. So fire! Yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. you've been to one of the Irie Sundays there, right? So, no, I haven't. Oh, you? I haven't. Oh, you didn't experience it. I never. I never so got they, out to it. They put out this ice cream truck and I know they the converted it. Truck, yeah. I mean, for the crowd, like they put up this ice cream truck and then they converted it into a like a mobile DJ set. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's one of the best places to play at beside Ari Sunday. Yeah, they had the the ice cream truck was in the parking lot at Riverside Studios when I did. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a few Ari's there, maybe for two months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, we were both just at Ari Sunday last night. Shout out to them. Shout out Red PJ, uh, Big Answer Sound, Rastaro. Come on the podcast. Come on the pod, guys. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon, soon. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel about like the? I wanted to ask this question for streetwear, but you know, let's let's do streetwear first. How do you feel about the streetwear scene right now in Manila and the it's, way the way that it's evolved over the years? Everything. It's very healthy now because yeah. so much variety. Yeah, and we don't think of ourselves as competition. It's more like family and friends. That's really healthy. Mm-hmm. That's really healthy. And we welcome the young ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How are you feeling about music here? Good. Very good. Yeah. There's more DJs. Uh, people say it's a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. Because it... It... It, it adds more awareness. Because these DJs... Because I used to be... I just listen to music and then now sharing what I what I have and what I feel like I want to share to the to the audience to the crowd it's makes me feel good and I'm sure it, it's the same way as the young DJs you know yeah and this is always it's always a pro to have new blood on the stream do you feel like Mar is following in your footsteps <laughs> <laughs> Making me feel old, man. No, Mars is doing good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just find it so funny, man, because, like, the two years I've known Mar, and then you telling me your story. Dude, it's I a started... a lot of parallels, bro. I started out with a garage band, and I saw him, because he borrowed uh, my friend Miggs' uh, controller. Yeah. And he, it was just left... We left it at the Ponderosa. At Ponderosa. I and was, he was with just him when he first started playing with playing. it. And then now, dude, he's getting gigs left and right. Mm-hmm. He's even getting flown to Cebu or Bacolo to to play. Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of Mar. It's dude, it's two years. It took me maybe a few more years to Oh really? To get flown or uh-huh. to play at, at other spots outside the city. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's more accessible now. Yeah. The tracks, uh, the, the equipment, there's more bars. Yeah. There, there is so much music here. There's so much variety, especially now that I'm going to Irie Sunday, which is like a totally new thing for me. Yo, like, I, I really don't know anything about reggae a lot music. of people at Irie Sunday. Yeah. I, I really don't know anything about reggae music at all. From, you're from New York, man. Are yeah. you serious? No, I never, I never got into yeah. it. Never got into it. Like, I've never listened to it on my own. But I've been to the past, the last two Irie Sundays, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? This is such a good vibe. Yeah. Like, it's so dope. And it's not like you're put out there to party. You're just enjoying the vibes. I just came from uh, Dubai. Yeah. And they had this event called Soul DXB, and the theme was uh, Jamaica. So the theme of it's a sneaker convention, streetwear convention. Soul as in soul, soul. S O L E, yeah. yeah. Soul DXB, because Dubai's airport code is DXB, so okay, Soul okay. DXB. And the theme was Jamaica, and they had all these reggae artists perform, like Chronix, Protege. They even had Lee Scratch Berry. Like, imagine like, listening to Lee Scratch Berry, like a legend. He's like 80, I think. From where? Jamaica. So he's like 80 years old. And he's performing Damn. right in front of you. Like a reggae legend. And also Don Letts of, uh, from London. Like a DJ and a director. Mm-hmm. Like he, man, mind blown. Like just listening to them and seeing them perform right in front of you. Is, uh, I can't even imagine yeah. when I'm going to experience that again. I don't think. I don't think ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Man. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, we kind of talked about like who you're local inspirations were who you looked up to like who were some more international inspirations for you like in, in any in any field in any scene in any scene well in Japan there's uh, Visvin mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite brands Neighborhood Double Taps yeah that that whole crew then from the States Stussy Carhartt the usual yeah, it's probably one of the more staple brands that I would say inspired me. Commonwealth, of course, Omar. Omar's my OG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other any other like individuals? Any other people that you like really followed through their careers? Oh, Damian Lillard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dame time. Dame Dollar. It's Dame time. Dame Dollar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that's. I think it's funny you bring that up because a good segue, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you bring that up. Because, like, <laughs> nah, it's it's really funny because like we met a year ago. Yeah. At Boogie on a random night. Talking about basketball. Yeah, and like we've continued as we've continued to get to know each other more. Still, the main thing is basketball. Yeah, man. <laughs> and these in Miro. And these in yeah. Miro. I think that's what started it. You regularly listen to Decent Mirror stuff? Not as much because okay. their pods are kind of long. I love it, man. And well, you're from New York, so you kind of you you relate to it like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, but I love listening to the long podcast because it's like I can get my workout done, I can go buy groceries, I can cook my groceries, mm-hmm. and I'm still listening to the same podcast. It takes me an hour and a half to get to work. And um, when I listen to them, they're not even done yet. Yeah. <laughs> when I get to work, they're not even done yet. They got two they're still hours in the every intro. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Two hours every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. What what other podcasts do you listen to? Oh, all the podcasts I listen to are in are in sports. So oh, Jay, really? Of course, Jalen and Jacoby, number one. I still haven't listened to Jalen and Jacoby. Yo, I've got to be on that. Yeah. Bill... Will Simmons, uh, Brian Winworth, Jackie McMullen. Yeah, I listen to them sometimes. Stephen A. sometimes, because he rants a lot. I don't listen to Stephen A. Uh, outside of basketball, it's not a pod, but it's on YouTube, uh, Breakfast Club. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, Broken Record. Yeah, Broken Record. Broken Record. I've been getting really into Broken Record now. After that Andre episode. That Andre episode, actually, like, he mentioned it. He said in the episode, like, when he found out that it was... That he was going on the pod and he found out that it was Malcolm Gladwell's show. Mm. He was like, I have, I had to read Outliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading Outliers right now. Oh, yeah. Because, because he said that while on Broken Record. I was like, shit, I need to read Outliers now. It's dope, man. Gladwell's usually on Bill's pod. Yeah, he's been yeah, on Bill's yeah. pod a couple times. Usually there, yeah. Yeah. You read? Nah, just articles. Okay, okay. 
What other what other types of media are you really into? Uh, pods, music. Mm, I I watch a lot of YouTube, like Vox, all of those infographics. Infographics, like you know, like Vox. You, you, yeah, you yeah. watch Vox, yeah. SB Nation. Uh, basically, the Vox companies because they make interesting videos. And also, like world stuff. Yeah, that's also why I into travel because I'm into like world culture. World culture. Mm-hmm. That's good though, because it's like I've talked to this about. I've talked to people about this, like social currency, kind of. You know, just just kind of knowing a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. It's. It goes a long way. It makes a lot of difference, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you meet someone from the other side and then you say you've been there and then you get to know that person through that experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, with the year ending, 2019 is coming to a close. Wow. Imagine that. 2019 is wow. coming to a close. Wow. Thank goodness. 2019 was good for me, though. Really? It's been <laughs> it was the best. It's been a wild ride for yeah. me. A wild ride for me. Yeah. From coming here back to New York, oh, back yeah. to Jersey, coming back here—it's yeah, yeah, yeah. been a wild ride, man. Yeah. What What were some of your What were some of your favorite things that, that you experienced this year? Well, favorite things number one would be the anniversary of the shop five years. Who would have thought? And then the support I got from that event—I planned that literally three weeks, oh, a month, four weeks. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember like hitting you up like Dom's. I'm throwing this party. Can, do you want to do a show upstairs? Yeah. And then I'm booking these DJs. I booked like probably I overbooked DJs. Like probably booked fourteen DJs. Damn. So I had to like crunch the times, the time slots. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was in it. Free the robots. Red Eye. Uh, Sky Mar. Beautiful Gemini performed, and we had a twelve brand collab. Wow. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> We're three, four weeks to do to plan that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I can just imagine now. Like, ugh. I'm struggling with three months for my next. <laughs> I'm like, I have, I've oh, been planning this thing for next show next month. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. So yeah, that's one, and of course my travels. I've been to probably more than twelve countries. Uh, the best one for me was this recent trip in Morocco. Went to the Sahara camp there, and then also the one in Tel Aviv in Israel was really powerful, especially in Jerusalem. Really powerful experience. Went to Auckland, uh, Melbourne again. Yeah, met a lot of people around the world that you wouldn't meet if you didn't go. Yeah. Like people who have the same frequencies or with you. Yeah. Same vibrations. Uh, what else? Career wise, yeah. So. Yeah, that thing, the tailoring thing is promising. So manufacturing clothes will be easier now with me having to handle that as well as doing stuff for Sony. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm working with Sony now as a consultant. Sony Music. And then I'm also planning something in Shargao. Hopefully it bears fruit next year. But yeah, plans have been laid out, so. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what, what kind of stuff are you looking forward to? What kind of stuff are you planning for next Yeah, year? so that one in Shargao, hopefully it, it comes, it pulls through. And then I'm also opening something in on the food food business. You are? Yeah. Whoa. Keeping on the low, but yeah, yeah. hopefully early next year. It's not on the low anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just said it right here. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully next year, the Blazers get to the finals. <laughs> With Carmelo Anthony. Three to the dome. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Bang. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, it's been a good year. Yeah. Very year. good. Very good. Like one of the best years in my life. Yeah. I'd say that. That's good, bro. That's good. I'm happy we've gotten to, to connect this year. Yeah, man. For sure. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Finally, we made this. How long have you been planning this? We've been planning this episode since, I don't know, September? Yeah, <laughs> four months ago. <laughs> and now it's the year-end episode. Yeah. It was supposed to be like... Oh, is it? La- the last one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is supposed to be like the third episode on the podcast. I know. <laughs> I remember you telling me about Anchor and all that. Yeah. When you first started. Yeah, back in September. But I've been yeah. keeping up. Like, your interviews with Mark, Chris, yeah. uh, the, Mar and the guys. 
yeah. keeping up, man. You're doing a good job, bro. Thank you, man. Proud thank of you. Thank you. Thank you. Any any suggestions who you want to see on the podcast? Any recommendations? Uh, more of the local artists, I would say. Like who? Like uh, Red Eye. Fuck, I want to get Red Eye. Red's been around the world doing his doing what he loves. Yeah. Uh, Anna and Eric, how they run the club scene here. Yeah. For the young guy, Sky. Sky is my guy. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming the white, soon. Uh, the white girl whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we cut that? Nah. No. <laughs> 2.0? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely... Yeah, I'm open to more. Because I, I really want to do more local more local people to be on the show. Yeah. You know, just, you know, as long as I'm still living here, I might as well. Yeah, man. I might as well try to highlight Don't people leave. I see every day. Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I have no plans yet. Everything's indefinite. Out indefinitely as the... Uh, and I guess more of the brand owners, <coughs> not just me, because there's a lot. There's a lot in line. Yeah. You could... <coughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I think we're. I think we're pretty much all good. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this? Feeling good. Yeah. You want to add more? You got anything else you want to plug? <coughs> nah. Uh, nah. That's, that's probably it. That's it. I'm going to Africa next year, so. Oh, where? <laughs> yeah. What for? Just to go. Just to go. Where? Well, I'm going to I'm going to Nairobi. Planning to go to Nairobi on my birthday, Kenya. It's over that area, East Africa, Nairobi, Tanzania, and Ethiopia. Have a soul trip, buy fabric, then yeah, come back. Yeah. You good? Yeah, I think we're good, man. Tell them, tell the people where they can find you first. Hold up. Oh, they can find <laughs> me. Shake my head. Everywhere. Everywhere. Not everywhere. I'm always everywhere. at. Uh, if I'm out, I'm always at Boogie. Yep. Or somewhere in Poblacion, Casa Bamboo. Yep. Uh, Cartel, Doctor Wine. Yeah, you go to Doctor Wine. Well, I play there sometimes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then if you're in Cubao, hit up the shop, the Twelfth House. It's in Cubao X Unit Three. It's near the exit. So you won't yeah. get lost. Follow, uh, follow Mickey on Instagram at yep. Super Mickey. At Super Mickey, M-I-K-K-I. What's the 12th house Instagram? Is it the 12th house? At the 12th house. The 12th house, yeah. For some fire content. <laughs> <laughs> Not too fire. <laughs> Not too fire. All right, everybody. Thank you again for tuning into another episode. Uh, I don't know what day I'm putting this out yet, but Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2020. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Bye. Hey, guys. One last thing. I just wanted to remind you, don't forget to save the date. If you are in Manila, January 25, our next Barangay exhibit is going to be here in Publishon. And we'll also be releasing a special collaboration with Mickey's brand, The 12th House. Peace.